1: Right, this is part two. You're loving Eric. I'm loving Eric. I know it. I know you are. What else can you ask for from a podcast? Nothing. Here's part two. So you, because you were worried about disappointing your mother, that's what you're saying. And um, I just think it's it's fascinating the pressure we put on ourselves internally in those moments. How was your mum when you told her?
0: Uh,
2: She was fine. I mean, uh, unfortunately, and I I don't think this was entirely her, her, But, you know, her first reaction was kind of blaming herself. Right. Which is in Mm -hmm. itself kind of sad. It's upsetting for for anyone to hear this, especially a a child, because it implies that it's something bad. Right. So she the fact that she was kind of blaming herself and asking, like, did I do this? Like, that was her first (laughs) her first response was, you know, was I responding? And I was like, I don't know. But no, my, my real answer was, was, uh, uh, no, of course not. This has nothing to do with you. And of, of course it does, you know, and I'm older enough to, or I'm old enough to, to kind of understand that how, how difficult it can be for, for someone who just wants the best for their child and knows that this identity is going to come with a lot of difficulty. Of course that's going to be hard. And that's really what, what I think was, she was trying to express, but, you know, I don't know if she did it the most elegantly, but now she's like the most supportive person in the entire world. Like she, I think in in college a few times, she like refilled my prep prescription. You know what I mean? Like she like is very, very accepting.
1: (laughs) I love that your mum refills your prep prescription. That's true motherly love. Oh, truly. Yeah. (laughs) And do you think part of your, you know, so much of your work is about queer liberation in many different ways? Do you think through that and how you've grown and evolved, do you think that side of you that wants to be the perfect person in order to discount perhaps the way that you've taken a hit to the ship as by being queer, like, have you managed to move away from that? Because I think it's quite a common thread for people.
2: Yeah, I think it went from just trying to do what I thought society expected of me especially when it came to academic success or even just success in life you know i thought even in high school you know i wanted to be a lawyer i wanted to get into politics i wanted to you know run for office or something something along those lines and then realizing actually that's all miserable like i i did i canceled the the big test we have to take is called the LSAT to get into law school and i canceled it the day before i am totally disillusioned with most conventional politics and as i think most americans yeah. are right now you know i have no interest in doing any of that because i now what gets me out of bed is telling these stories right and mm-hmm. and sharing these incredible pieces of our history that I wish so badly that I had access to growing up, you know, in mm. in Texas. If I knew just how rich and vibrant and long our our queer history is, then I think it would have been a lot easier for me to kind of figure out who I was and also have the bravery. I think that's probably one of the most important things is that when you really read about all of these activists or folks who were just surviving even centuries ago, you know, it makes it a lot easier to be ourselves today. Um, and yeah. so I think that that is really what gets me going now versus any sort of kind of <laughs> um, repression of <laughs> myself, thankfully.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of um, conforming versus purpose, isn't it? Like, that's yeah. the thing that I definitely felt like I... I About age 27, like, I felt like I was banging my head against a brick wall because I think... I didn't know at the time, but I think I was trying to conform and it wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, like... if it had worked for me, I think I probably would have gone down a path that was probably less right for me, but it just wasn't. And, and then I kind of decided I didn't want to... I want to do things that were more nutritious and this podcast being my favourite part of that. You know, I'd like, hey. this podcast is my... My favorite thing to do. Um, and one of the things I have admired so much that you have done is your bus thing. Will you tell us about the bus? Sure. I just fucking love it. Yay, I'm so glad. Well, as, <laughs> as I
2: mentioned, my only friends in, in elementary school were, were books. And, and so, of course, I don't know if y'all have an equivalent, but every year our school would have a, a book fair And essentially, this the the, the publisher, uh, Scholastic, uh, which in the U.S. publishes Harry Potter. So the first time I I picked up a Harry Potter was at one of these book fairs, uh, and they come, and they take over the entire library, and they decorate it, and they have all these books for sale, and they sell, you know, stickers and erasers and all these other fun things, too. And so it's kind of a big event. And it was the one thing right. I just looked forward to more than anything else, um, certainly over field day or <laughs> any kind of other activities. Yeah. Um, this this was it's so
1: funny. That, sorry to interrupt you. It's just it was funny because we did this episode. People were talking in the comments on Instagram about how they used to skip physical education and all those things. Oh, nightmare. Yeah. And I was saying to someone on Instagram who commented that I remember my cricket teacher actually told me to bring a book next week. He was like, why don't you bring a book? <laughs> Honestly, like you're so good for them. them. Uh, but like, yeah.
2: you know, y- you don't fight it <laughs> like that. <laughs> that I kind of, I had a few PE teachers who kind of did the same thing. That was like, all right, like, really? Oh, you have a lot of homework. Why don't you just go work on it and you're <laughs> on the bleacher? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bless
2: their hearts. Oh um,
1: That's so funny. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, carry but, on. So, um,
2: but anyway, so yeah, I mean, so that was really what what I loved, and I wish now that some of those books were queer, right? Or that had queer characters. And they, they certainly weren't. They definitely aren't now. Um, and now we're in this horrible political climate uh, in the U.S. where, you know, school boards, um, local politicians, state politicians, even national ones are targeting queer authors and, and educators and banning these books that could serve as a lifeline to so many kids who, you know, maybe they don't have a smartphone, you know, they don't have TikTok or they don't have, you know, the access to, you know, some of these really incredible communities that exist now. And books have always been for, for centuries one way for queer folks to understand themselves and and their community. And so my my partner and I came up with the idea of uh very similar to, to one of my personal heroes Mrs. Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. I don't know, did they ever air that in the UK?
1: No. Oh,
2: oh I... my god. It's on some of the old episodes are on are on YouTube, but essentially it's an animated kids show where this this teacher uh named Mrs. Frizzle is in a school bus and they go on all these different adventures. So for example, you know, they would take the school, but it's a magic school bus and they would take it to space.
1: Well, you were trained for that. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> and it's always been like my North Star, my professional career North Star has been Miss Frizzle. Um, and so yeah. with, with the docuseries we did, the, the, the Book of Queer, you know, it's always been how do we take education and, and the telling of history and make it really fun and entertaining.
1: And sorry for fact fans here who don't know about this, Played by Lily Tomlin. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, beloved,
2: Christmas beloved village. show. They tried bringing it back, I think, on Netflix recently, but it's really, it's just such a like '90s, and maybe even older than that. But the you know, it's very much a a staple mm. of of you know kids growing up during that time Um, that and like reading rainbow was another one. So kind of a, it's a little bit of a a reference to both because we called it the rainbow book bus. So the idea is we're going to have a traveling book fair that very much like those old scholastic book fairs will, will travel around probably instead of going to schools, we want to go have book fairs at LGBT centers because so many of these centers, especially in, in uh, rural areas or in underserved areas, are doing really heroic work and could use a little bit of a spotlight, could use a fundraiser. um, And that's hopefully what what we're going to try to do. And so we were fundraising end of last year. And now any day now we'll be pushing the button on buying a bus and then converting it into a traveling traveling bookshop full of uh, queer books.
1: And will you go on the bus?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I'll live, I'm not, I won't live on the bus. I know some people, some people do that. Um, but I, I get car sick. (laughs) So I probably will be traveling behind the bus for the most part or like behind the wheel.
1: You're going to be like in your chopper traveling behind. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The, the, with all that queer history money, history dollar that's flying at you. Totally. Um, Everyone's like, yeah, Eric was so normal originally. Uh, he just won't not go in the job. Anymore. No, I'm I'm terrified of those. And do you feel like there is something circular about... Because when I listen to you, I'm like, there's something, it's like you were so isolated and then you're going through 30 odd years later and you're traveling back on a bus to that kid who is you now, mm-hmm. who has no one to talk to, right?
2: Right, exactly. And, mm. you know, I think even if it's a kid or even an an adult, right? And I think there's a a lot of, you know, and we we run our bookshop now, it's shopqueer.co. I would say probably half of the orders that we get, they request discrete packaging, right? Which implies that they aren't fully out in their communities. And I'd say the majority of where we ship to are not big cities. They're not LA and New York, Miami, etc. They're very small towns that definitely don't have, um, you know, an in independent bookshop with a big selection of queer books, right? And right. so I think, you know, of course we want to be speaking to the kids and be a resource to the kids, but also to the adults who are still figuring it out, or the young adults, mm-hmm. or even the older ones who are still, you know, even folks who are quote unquote openly queer maybe they don't feel fully a part of any one community or they don't feel like they have a Mm. queer community and that's what's so amazing about books is it doesn't matter you don't need a smartphone to enter this new world and have friends you know like anyone who's read Mm. um, a beloved book whether it's harry potter or anything else knows like these characters become your friends and that's that can be life-saving
1: So tell me about some of your other stuff because you do so many other like incredible things. It's not just the bus by any means. That's just your latest project. So many of the stories that you tell. Do you have like what's your favorite funniest queer history story or queer story of any d- description? Oh, uh, there's
2: so many. I mean, there's truly infinite number of these stories. And that's why I think uh, above all, what I want to get people excited about is telling their own histories right and digging up their own queer histories because i only say you don't you don't need a phd to be a queer historian um all you need is you know access to a library or to have been to space camp right (laughs) (laughs) or or you know a phone right to be able to to, to share a queer history story about your town or your 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 state or wherever you're from or wherever you are share it on TikTok. And that mm. probably is going to teach a lot more people than, you know, uh, having to go to, to to get a PhD and write, you know, an obscure article, mm-hmm. which are essential and crucial and amazing, but often just aren't accessible to the general public. And I think we just got to yeah. make people excited. But anyways, that's all to say, you know, I have so many, I'm, I'm biased. I, I wrote my, my dissertation in my book on, the 60s kind of pre-Stonewall uh, activism and I focus uh, on this speaking of space camp he was uh, an astronomer who was really well positioned to be one of the founding fathers of the the American Man Space Program his name was Frank Kameny who is mm-hmm. one of the grandfathers of, of the gay rights movement in, in America and I wrote my first book about, about him and you know, to to read his story about how he fought back against the U.S. government that was persecuting all queer and trans folks for decades uh, between the 50s and and, and beyond up until now. Um, To see him fight back, he was the first to take it uh, his case to the Supreme Court, first to testify in Congress for gay rights, first to march outside of the White House for gay rights. Um, I think seeing the bravery of him and his his colleagues and fellow activists, I think, is what really reminds me like, oh, it, it, I shouldn't be that scared to get on a bus and go sell queer books and you know, in, in Texas and Alabama and yeah. all these places because people have been through much, much worse.
1: That book's called The Deviance War, right? Yes. Still available from <laughs> shopqueer.co. Shopqueer.co. Shameless plug. Um, Eric's offering a 50% discount on no, it. <laughs> um, but it speaks to the fact that, like, societal pressure is a clever and powerful thing that you know like that man went and did all that stuff and then here we are all this time later and still it's like you know i get it like i you know i like i still feel weird holding my husband's hand in the street it's like what is the matter with me but there we go it's not going to go away it's like you want to you know you want to conform um or we're in great we're taught to conform i don't think i want to anymore well i say that um Tell me um, a bit about one of the things that are very, very close to the hearts of British people. Obviously, this is an international podcast, everybody. Um, I'm looking at you, Brazil, but the Teletubbies are a big thing. Uh, <laughs> you have done stuff about the queer history of the Teletubbies, haven't you? Yes.
2: I mean, there are, <laughs> there are, you know, it was mostly tongue in cheek, just being a little bit silly, but. Yeah, there, there have been, um, suggestions that some of the, especially the symbolism, um, of, of the Teletubbies are, are queer coded, whether it's the, the triangle antenna, the color purple, uh, and in fact, I think what's more interesting is the, the backlash to it, right? Whether or not they're yeah. actually queer, the fact that some, parents or whoever it was when when uh, Teletubbies was in its heyday were fighting back against some of this alleged queer imagery is 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 really telling and it just shows how ridiculous the other the other side is you know and how imaginary so many of the the threats that they perceive really are
1: yeah well it's like you know the the horrific things that are happening to trans people at the moment are being weaponized in politics in the uk and all over the world like, it's bogeymanification, isn't it, of a certain group of people. And that, like, bogeymanification, which is a brand new word, everybody, is linked to witch hunting. Sure. And looking for signs and things that aren't there. And I wonder what the people who made the Teletubbies would say. How do we get in touch with them? <laughs> I think they're still around, Spoiler I'm sure. Spoiler alert, they're not real, everyone, by the way. They're, they're, they're <laughs> just puppets. Did you have any intel on whether they meant intent, intended it?
2: I think they always kind of brushed it aside and, and kind of had no no possible comment because I think this was you know uh, a couple decades ago, um, and so you didn't want to we didn't want Tinky Winky to come out necessarily. <laughs> it may not have been the best for him.
1: Well, t- Tinky Winky's got to do it when Tinky Winky's ready, right? But can I do you think that we are destined to always have queerness as coding? Do you think that will always be the case? Or do you think we will move beyond that?
2: As coding as in not explicitly
1: queer. Yeah, anymore. like that playful thing about like the color purple in a triangle. And like, do you think we're just always going to be people who enjoy doing that? I, uh, be be people as in queerness?
2: I think so. I think, you know, we'll always, as any community, um, has its own inside jokes, right? And has its mm. own language and its own references um, that we as inside group members of the sub-community can only understand and experience, I think that'll always be true. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think it's okay if we have our own color, just like it's okay yeah. that we have our own flag. In fact, it's a very good thing because it allows us to identify one another. And so I don't think it's necessarily mm. a bad thing. And I think especially in the arts uh, to have queer-coded material especially in a in an industry that sometimes you have to be a little bit more subversive to kind of sneak in our our queerness and our identity I think I think that's okay ideally we we don't have to it's more of a choice and kind of like a wink in a in a in a joke
1: a tinky wink yeah exactly so Aside from the bus, you've also got your Queer Book Club. You've got your Queer Cinema Club as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. Instagram is just my name, Eric Cervini. Uh, you can follow along. And if uh, uh, we have Zoom sessions, you know, every, every month. Oh, cool. um, and so, yeah, super fun. What's next for you?
1: What's next on the cards?
2: Well I mean this this bus project and the bookshop are really really taking over our lives but I am working on on another book this one's gonna be about uh, the 1970s um, and and gay liberation which I'm very excited uh, to you know Brilliant. I kind of stopped the last book at around 71 right at the end of the 60s and now kind of moving on to the next decade. Um, different cast of Brilliant. characters I think it'll be will be a lot of fun but don't hold your breath it'll be a while. <laughs>
1: I learned stuff, I felt enriched and nourished, and who knew all that about the Teletubbies? Uh, very interesting stuff about queer coding as well, how it's always going to be with us. Mm. Did that conversation resonate with you? If so, how? Which bit? Tell me. Open your desktop computer, laptop, iPhone, or tablet, or Android, and write hello at homosapienspodcast.com, uh, at homosapiens in Instagram, and at MCB podcast on Facebook. Now, next week, while I settle into my, as I will be flying uh, to Australia, we are going to we're going to spin back and we're going to revisit a lovely chat. We are going to hear a chat that Alan and I had with the lovely Sue Perkins. If you remember it, it's a brilliant chat. Uh, I adore her. Some of you, not the new listeners, will have heard it before. It's so good. We're revisiting it. So have a listen to that next week. But I'll still be doing a bit of chit-chat either side of the interview. So, you know, we'll read out your emails and all those things. Right. Thanks, everybody. You've been wonderful. I'm going to go. I'm going to go and try and track down some food or just a coffee. Coffee would be nice. Oh, I wonder if I have to put sun cream on. All right. Bye now.
2: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.
1: Right at home.
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Powered by Spirit Studios.